Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. The Bean Pod is presented by Dowmaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. Dowmaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. Dowmaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to talk about the top five stocks that you have to have. And make sure you tune in to the end of this episode because the last one has insane potential. That one is an absolute gem. That is such a gem. All right, let's start it off. Number one, we have Square, formerly known as, well, formerly known as Square, now Block. That's right. So breaking it down super simply for the audience, basically, it's a company that provides hardware and software solutions for businesses to collect money. It's digital payment platform. That's it's it. basically becoming the new digital bank, right? They're trying to replace banks because they have cash app, which people can hold their funds in, trade stocks in crypto and pay for things. Yeah. And with the name change, the block, it's because they're trying to get into the blockchain world. So they're going to have crypto wallets. You know, they're going to have mining features, you know, mining Bitcoin. So there's a lot more happening than just the digital payments when they're now going to be branching into the blockchain side of things. For sure. I feel like people know them for the little white squares yeah. that they tap at, you know, coffee shops or restaurants to make payments. But there's so much more than that, right? That's right. And let's look at who is running the company. Jack Dorsey, the right? founder of Twitter. And look how big Twitter is. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's obviously very smart, knows how to run companies. You look under the hood, they're beating earnings per share on almost all their quarters. Uh, the cash app users are going up exponentially. Uh, the share price was at 290. Now it's down at 124. Yeah. And they made a major acquisition of uh, an Australian company, a buy now, pay later uh, app called Afterpay. Right. So I think in times of inflation, rising, rising interest rates, people are going to have a difficult time paying for their goods. So an acquisition of a company like this, um, I believe it was the bank of the, the bank of the United States was calling them uh, like this, the buy now, pay later uh, pl platform mm -hmm. is expected to 10x by wow. 2025. Yeah, it is a really good technology and you see more, more and more people using it every day. And I feel like when you're looking at a company like Square or Block, when they're going through a name change and a pivot to blockchain and Bitcoin and all these kind of things, that tends to make investors a little bit risk averse, mm -hmm. which I think has contributed to the downside momentum of the stock. But for me, I love the company. I love the long-term vision of the founder and where they're going. I love it. I like, I like it a lot, especially at the prices today. Love it. All right, what do you got next? NVIDIA. So this is the heart of all technology. Yeah, you know, I mean, they make what, they're the, the, what the world's leader in making microprocessor chips, yeah. which so are used in everything. Gaming, artificial intelligence, you know, you got self-driving cars, the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, you find NVIDIA's chips in almost everything. They have a specific division for uh, crypto mining, uh, a specific type of chip. As you said, metaverse, cars, computers, you name it, NVIDIA is producing for the future, you know? Yeah. So who made the most amount of money during the gold rush, right? Yeah. The people selling the, the axes. The, the was it the miners or was it the people selling them? And it's the people who are selling them, selling, like, especially when you're talking about these GPUs 
um, that are in such high demand. We're having such supply chain issues. You know, people aren't going to work. So there's such a, such a demand and so little supply. That's why these guys' revenue is up 53% year over year. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic definitely helped fuel demand for chips. I mean, with home computing, gaming, uh, data centers, everything, the demand for that, you know, went crazy during the pandemic. So that's why you saw NVIDIA such have an astronomical share price increase during that time. It's seen a bit of a pullback lately. One, because the COVID trends are kind of wearing off. Two, because growth tech stocks in general have come down. Um, but you're talking about the leader in the micro the microprocessor chip industry. Yeah, this is a global titan. And the share price is down from 330 to 240. Pullbacks for these global industry titans don't happen don't happen a lot. So I'm gobbling it up. Yeah. And so I think you said there's actually sec the second largest graphic uh, processing, the GPUs. Yep. Um, they have 20% market share. Number one is Intel. Right. So Intel has 62% market share. These guys have 20%. So the room. reason I bring this up is that they have so much room for growth here, especially because Intel is known more for the standard GPUs, whereas NVIDIA creates high quality. And when you're moving into the metaverse, the gaming world, you can't, de you can't be dealing with standard GPUs. So that's why I think that these guys can actually keep gobbling up into Intel's yeah, um, absolutely. Think about the way that everything is moving. High quality video, high quality audio, high quality everything. So they've positioned themselves well. They, they just reported record revenue of $5.6 which was up 84% from the previous year. Um, this, this is a powerhouse company that's trading at a bit of a discount right now, which is why we had to include it today. They have $21 billion in cash. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, you talk about a recession and all that coming up. These guys are well positioned to... Uh, to weather the storm. Love it. All right, let's move on to number three. We have Disney. Okay. Bit of a different one here. You know, we like to talk about tech stocks a lot. Um, Disney comes across as, you know, old school operator of the theme parks and the cruises and the movies that everyone knows. But the reason I love Disney so much is because they're transitioning kind of into a tech stock, right? Mm. Are you referring to Metaverse? Well, we got Disney Plus. They're a oh, streaming okay. platform, so they're competing with Netflix. They're going into NFTs and Metaverse space. We know that because they're hiring for those positions. I think we're seeing Disney pivot as an entire corporation in front of our eyes, and a lot of people are sleeping on that. The subscription model that they have, Disney Plus, generates so much money for them. Uh, I was looking their subscriptions from last year. The average user was paying $5.80. This year, they're paying $6.68. Prices don't go down. So they're getting a lot, they're getting a lot more. And this is why, if you look at their, their chart, it's always on the way up. And I'm like, how are they able to do this? So they do these small incremental changes you know, in the price, which you're really not going to notice as a consumer. But when you have all these people using your platforms, it's going to go up. So, for example, you think of Disney, you think of their theme parks, right? Like, that's the first thing you think of. Mm. They've increased their ticket prices for the four-day pass by just five bucks. But five bucks times the hundreds of thousands of people who go there yep. brings in so much more revenue. For sure. The other thing you don't know about Disney, or a lot of people may not know, is who they own. You know, this is a worldwide entertainment platform they own fox they own national geographic they own marvel abc espn star wars right like marvel like they have everything yeah it's, it's a it is not so much more than just you know you think of mickey mouse and the cartoon characters right they have a huge family of entertainment things and i think first of all their opportunity to produce content for nfts in the metaverse is really unmatched and we know they're doing it because I think the, the new CEO has already mentioned 
they're doing it. And if you go to their hiring, they're hiring positions for NFT and metaverse. And I know right now, you know, after Facebook changed their name to meta and they've kind of experienced a dip, it's a bit of a lull right now, but long-term I'm betting on that space. And I don't see many, many companies around that have the same profile of content that Disney has. That's right. And they have the patent on the theme park metaverse technology. And one other thing that is a huge telltale sign that they're going to do well is Nancy Pelosi. She, she's, buying, she's buying shares. She's buying Disney shares? She's got the options uh, for st- the strike call for, was it like the end of the year or something like that? Oh, man. So. If insider <laughs> trading whale Nancy Pelosi is buying a stock, that is your green tick seal of approval to get in, right? On Disney. Uh, I think they had revenue grew 20% last year to $73 billion. But the share price right now is down 203 from 203 to 147. Mm. So, you know, like a lot of stocks, bit of a dip there, 25% down. Do you think Disney's going to fail or do you think they're going to keep expanding? Listening to the last earnings call, the CEO is expecting more subscribers on their Disney Plus. Uh, you know, where you listen to maybe a Netflix type of call and it was a little bit more of a pessimistic tone to the call. Listening to these earning calls, you're looking for like future excitement. What is going to bring the investors in? That's what drives the price, just the momentum. For so sure. More of a positive outlook from the CEO. The, the numbers on Disney Plus, they added 12 million subscribers last year for a total of 130 million. And it's still a young streaming service when you compare it to Amazon Prime or Amazon and um, Netflix. I think there's a lot of room for growth there. And they keep making acquisitions. You know, they have all the Lucasfilm, the Star Wars, the Marvel. They keep expanding. So I'm betting on Disney. Absolutely. So let's talk about this next stock that's getting a lot of attention right now. You know, we have the tensions uh, over in Europe and cyber attacks. Cybersecurity is red hot right now for all the wrong reasons, but it's just bringing up to the fact that cybersecurity is going to be one of the most important issues in the world moving forward. Yeah, there's so many threats now in the environment. You know, we're looking at the war, for example, when, you know, Russia is invading Ukraine or, you know, we're trying to place these sanctions. You don't just get attacked physically. You can also get attacked, you know, maybe in the cloud that, you know, the tech, the tech behind these companies. So, with everybody working from home or at least transitioning and you know all these startups and whatnot, so much information stored on the cloud, you need protection there. Yeah, right? so we're looking at CrowdStrike as one of the, the leading um, names in the cybersecurity sector. They help companies protect against malware, ransomware, any types of hacks, DDoS attacks, anything. And they've handled a lot of the high profile hacks that you've seen in the news over the past 10 years. You know, With big corporations, big governments, these guys call CrowdStrike in to defend against it and, you know, prevent again and moving forward, right? Yeah, and now ransomware attacks increased 82% last year. It's crazy. When you look at the stats of hacks and ransomware, it's it's up every year. It's growing in like like a like an L-shaped curve. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's nuts. So you need a company like this to keep you keep your business and your, even yourself protected. You have so much data on your computer and on your phone and all this, right? So when you look under the hood of CrowdStrike, you see what a fantastic business they're actually building. They've seen their subscriber base increase from 450 clients to over 13,000 in less than five years. And here's the best part. They have a 98% renewal rate on their customers. That is gold when it comes to business. You, once you get a customer, they don't leave because customer acquisition is the most is the hardest thing to do and the most costly thing to do in business for marketing. But if you can keep your customers once you have them, that is how to build a great business. Yeah, it's, it says, you know, when you have 67% recurring revenue, it speaks that the customers are satisfied. You know, um, they have tight relationships. And the most important thing, predictable cash flow. So mm. it's good for investors. It's like, all right, if you have the same clients every year and you're taking an extra 5%, we know 
we know how much to expect on your bottom line. 100%. Um, so CrowdStrike estimates that the total addressable market for cybersecurity around the world will reach $116 billion by 2025. Um, they're currently trading at 31 times sales, which is kind of down towards the lower end of their historical rating. Uh, their share price is down from 300 to 200 right now. So again, you're looking at the gold standard in one of the fastest growing sectors in the world, cybersecurity. CrowdStrike, to me, looks like an absolute gem. Especially when nearly half of the Fortune 100 companies are using CrowdStrike. Um, 10 of the top 20 banks are using CrowdStrike. So yeah. their annual revenue has gone from 37 mil to nearly 500 mil in four years. Insane growth. So, and they've just released their uh, options for Mac OS and Linux because they were mostly Windows-based before. So this company has, you know, it's seen exponential rise, but I think the future still continues to be bright. People are still sleeping on, crowd, on um, cybersecurity as a whole. This whole sector was CrowdStrike, Sentinel One, um, Rapid Eight. There's just a, Cloudflare. Yeah, was it? Yeah. yeah, Cloudflare. There's just, Datadog. There's a lot of companies in there, which I, I feel like cybersecurity is really going to take off. Yeah, me too. I like it. Okay, so what's the what's the sleeping giant? What's All the right. hidden gem we sleeping got here? Sleeping giant number five. You have to have this one in your portfolio. It's Upstart. Upstart. Upstart is an AI lending platform for personal loans only at the moment. So what's cool about these guys is they take a non-traditional approach to giving out loans. Uh, so they factor in like your education, your employment, and all your all these other little factors to get a real-time response in how much money you can get lent. You know, so you don't have to go and go through all this long-term, this sorry, this long convoluted process of going and getting a loan. Like it seems so difficult. We have this simple, easy to use app and you're like, boom, in five minutes, you know exactly how much you're going to make. Plus, it's more accurate because they're using AI versus a human being. For sure. So you you take a platform that's making lending easy, and you look at what the global trends are right now. Rising inflation, rising interest rates. People are getting increasingly covered in debt. So that's where a company like Upstart is going to come in handy, right? Because to the average person, these things are quite tricky. Lending, mortgages, debt. Inflation, interest, they don't understand, you know, people don't understand these things are very complicated, but when you have a platform that comes along and makes this all easy and user-friendly, you've struck gold, right? Right. Especially when you're getting a loan 10% lower than you normally would, you know, from a fees perspective. So here, okay, here's what I really like. They're doing personal loans. They're branching out into mortgages and car loans. These are two, these are two other major sectors where they're going to start generating revenue, right? So their numbers last quarter up 250%, right? Their net income is up 5,600%. Like these guys are just, they have $1.2 billion in cash on hand. These guys are doing everything right. And it's at the perfect time, like you just mentioned with the inflation and the interest rates increasing. Yeah, when, when picking stock names and sectors, I think timing is everything like it is with everything in life. Um, but with everything that's going on in the world, I think these lending platforms are gonna see a huge spike. And when you look at a company like Upstart, there's a share price that was peaked at 400 and is down at 160. And you think about the numbers that Josh just said. What, what was that net the increase? Thousands? 5,600%. 5, That's insane. I know. And so from 400 down to 160 per share, that looks like a bargain to me. Especially when they're going to be getting into these other sectors like the car loan. So for example, they had $1.5 forecasted for auto lending this year. But that market is $730 billion. So they have was it 0.007% of the, of the market at this stage. Yeah. But when you look at how fast they've been growing with their personal loans, if they can apply the exact same methodology into another sector, 
I think you're going to see a lot more revenue and more income for these guys. Love it. The sky is the limit for upstart. That's right. Hey, these are some absolute bangers that we think you should have in your portfolio. Each one has brings something a little bit unique. Yeah, I think, that, you know, it's, it's a great list of five names. Check them out. Do your own research. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Hey, make sure you tune into the next episode. That one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeanPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeanPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.